Small business, why does it succeed and sometimes it doesn't? There's many small businesses out there and you might have one or you might be building one. But there are fundamental things that I've seen over the past, say, 25 years of why businesses fail and why they do really well. I've had a couple myself and it was always very hard work kind of getting it off the ground, getting it going and getting that momentum. You might have a great idea, and we all do, but many businesses don't quite reach their mark with a great idea. They need good traction, they need the passion behind it, they need the support and they need good networks. So a lot of thinking goes into making any kind of business, especially when we're starting out and especially when you're thinking, what will I do? What will be my product or service? And what will be the value that it really provides? Small business is exciting. You're working for yourself. It's a lifestyle. You will do more hours than expected, but you'll enjoy doing it, even if it gets hard. Because if you have the passion behind what you want to do and, and what you're providing, that's half the battle. And that'll take up the early mornings, the late nights. It'll make you happier overall, generally. But you always need to have that passion and a vision and know exactly why you're getting into small business and the risks and threats and dangers that all come with starting a business and moving that business into the future. You would have heard people say that 75% of businesses fail, just like projects. And I'd agree, what I've seen, that would be about right. The ones who have succeeded are the ones that do have that vision. They do keep on it, they do know their risks, they plan well, but they don't over-engineer planning. They have good support networks and they certainly want to give the community something that they care very much about, whether it's a product or a service. And that's the key to survival. It's that instinct and having that grit to keep going, but also a passion for what you're doing. So what have I seen work well? I've seen planning work well. So when planning is done, and as I said, not over-engineered, but done where we're looking at everything from the beginning especially. We're looking at what we have, how are we gonna get there? We start marking those steps and saying, what is the best way to get there? And what are the, some of the barriers that I might come against? What are some, some things I might need help with? So when you're planning, say from A to B, and you're saying, okay, I need to do this, I need to do this, then you'll start seeing a clearer picture of where you're heading and what you need to do. You'll start seeing a clearer picture of risks that might fall out of that, issues and assumptions, and a whole lot of other things that'll start coming very clear as you plan. So it's crucial to start planning, especially in those early stages, so all of these things can come out quite clearly. Something else I've seen is when assumption is managed. Now we can assume a lot of things, but one thing we don't want to assume in small business is that we'll make so much money or we'll have a great interest from the public for our product or service, or it's gonna take off way into the future. If we can back that up with some fact and some support, that's fair enough. But we shouldn't assume the business will do really, really well. We should always assume that that would be great but we must look at the fact and make sure that we have everything covered so it can do really well, but not just assume it will. And that's where I've seen businesses fail. When they think something will happen, but they didn't really put in the work to make that happen. They just thought it would come to them. So we have to be very realistic, and that's one key for success. Another one would be skill sets. 
You might have the passion and you might have the vision, but making sure we have the right skill sets for a product or service, making sure that we can articulate that to our customer, the public, on our website, wherever it might be, making sure that those skill sets really fit the industry and we know what we're saying and we know what we're doing. Look, if we don't and we're starting a business with a product or idea or service which you're not too familiar about, we can do that. We can reach out and we can use people who have that experience, who have that knowledge, and we can work with them. Doesn't mean we need to be an expert at everything, but what we need to do is make sure we do understand in one way or another what we're doing, what we're selling, and we can articulate that very well. Another thing would be not forecasting adequately, especially for financial not forecasting enough and and having or making sure we've got enough funds we've got enough money and we've got support if we need it we should be forecasting now and for the next few months for the next year and saying okay if this happens how are we going to cover it if this happens how much money will we have etc etc COVID-19 is a a classic case yes it's a a bit of a black swan and, and kind of out of nowhere but These are the sort of things that we need to say, okay, this has happened. Something like this might happen again. How will we handle it? How will the business handle that? And that really then comes down into, do we have a business which is based on a need? People need that, or is it more of a want? Now, I always taught from a young age that you should always start a business that has a need. People need something from that. They want to spend money on that, and especially they might need it even in tough times. If we have a business all about the want, that can be another risk that we need to look at. Wants could be shiny cars, it could be jewellery, it could be something that isn't specifically a need, but people would like to have. And in tough times, we need to make sure we're covered because in tough times, they won't necessarily get that product or service. Another thing I've seen work well is when we have good support, good buy-in, good networks. We have people who understand us, being from family, friends, business groups, whatever it is. Make sure we have a robust network and a robust support base so we can actually go through and ask questions. People can give us advice and we can get those things that we need to drive forward. Also, with a good network and good support base, you might find, and you probably will, find more opportunities, more ways of making profit, more markets, extend your footprint. So business is all about being a little bit of an extrovert in the way that you need to make contacts, you need to talk to people, and you need to always sharply and consistently be able to articulate what you're doing very, very quickly. And that does gain trust, it does gain support, and people will know kind of what you're on about. So that comes to selling the value. So we're looking at value again. So selling the value of that business, what is it that you're actually selling? What are you want the public to to buy or use? What value of it does it have in the market? And how are you going to express that? What value are you providing? And when you know that value, you know your vision, that can really come together quite strongly to push that business forward. So that comes down now into market research. But market research needs to be done, whatever you're doing, a product or service, you need to know your industry. You need to know your market, you need to know where it's going. Because when you understand your industry well, you understand who your competitors are and and what they're doing. You understand the risk and threats of that industry and going back to needs and wants. And you understand where it's heading to the future. 
It might be software. It might be something that has a limited lifespan or it might be something that can be added to or is really a good scope for need in the future. So we must know our market, do a really good analysis of it. Again, we don't need to over-engineer it, but we must understand where we're playing in, why we're playing in it, and what we expect to get out of that market. And what the lessons learned from that market have been expressed before. What's happened in the market before? How have, how's that market really coped with tough times? How has it gone forward? When did it go forward and why? So really start looking at your market because that's where you'll do well and that's where you'll get your profit. Another one, just for this short session, is advantages. Look at your advantages, whether it be your skill sets, your knowledge, your education, your networks, your money, whatever it might be that you can put into the business, look at that because that'll be great leverage. For example, if you know someone who can help you get from point A to point H, well then go and talk to them. And it's not necessarily taking shortcuts. What it is is using the advantages that you have at hand instead of going through the tough grind when you don't need to. So look at all these advantages. If it's education, what do you know? What other school sets have you got, have you got that actually could help your business? Or other people might be able to bring into your business who you know already. If it's money, what kind of money can you put into your business? What can help and what are the best areas to put it into? Or what are the, some of the connections you might have for funding? You might have access to sponsors. Look at all the advantages that you can think of and make sure you get those all together in a bit of a package to ensure you're doing the most you can for the business. You're putting as much in as you can. And that's really about it for this session. It's talking about what I've seen in brief about what makes small business work. As I said, after being in small business for quite a few years and starting a couple from scratch, doing those long hours when you might get up at four or five in the morning and you're going to bed at, say, 10 at night, what I learned is that I probably spent too much time working on it when I should have been spending more time kind of out there um, selling it, if you like, or expressing or talking to people or making networks. I spent too much time working on the content, the detail of the website, or what I might be doing. That's all very important, but actually getting out there and making those networks as quickly as possible, concisely expressing what you're doing or what you want to do, can actually bring some, down, bring some of that time down so you can use your time effectively. What I also found is that even though it was hard work, that when I gained traction and it started getting momentum, that when one person knew about the business and then another and another, and I could articulate that properly, and I was building those networks, that was the greatest feeling. But that's also when you need to stay on it. And what I mean is that you need to start, keep managing it, keep looking at the risks, keep with the plan, and always look for opportunities. And what I learned too, and, and as well as some friends of mine with small businesses is that, don't take anything for granted. So when you're starting to get that profit and you're starting to make momentum, you're starting to move, don't spend that money too quickly that you're bringing in. Don't be taking it for granted. You'll have that momentum all the time. Always look at it that you need to keep working at it, especially in the first few years. And that will really almost guarantee a much more successful trajectory for your business. So thank you and I look forward to the next session. And I hope you're doing very well.
whatever business you're embarking on.